Five Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. I am so happy to be here today. I woke up in a bad mood this morning. Mm-hmm. 90 minutes later, on top of the best world. Best mood. Oh, best mood of the year. But first, we got to talk about what have you been watching lately? <laughs> okay. Uh, Survivor is back. Oh. Season 44. How are you feeling? Because last season, you were like, I don't know. Last season ended on a real bummer note. Uh, season 44, pretty great so far. They've got uh, a really good casting. There is a woman who I think might be crazy, but like we're all kind of rooting for her. And she's like, Crazy how? Like laughing maniacally and really jittery and off the wall comments that make it seem like she's not totally connected to reality. But then she's also like playing a pretty good game. Okay. And no one. She's on no one's radar because they're all like, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. But then she's like making strategic moves that were like, is she being underestimated? Okay. So I'm very excited okay. about this. Okay. Um, the twists this season are they have some new twists that are really fun that I'm quite enjoying. They So they put uh, their three tribes and they put a bird cage with a lock on it, like around the camp area. And there's a bag hanging in there. And it's like just in front of everyone and uh, they hit a key like in the jungle. And so whoever can find the key can hopefully go sneak into the birdcage and like get whatever is in it. And it's been like this big mysterious, like intense thing of people trying to figure out like how to get into the birdcage without drawing attention to it because they don't want to put a tar target on their back. Okay. It's been very fun. Okay. So I think we're like four episodes in. I'll uh, I'll continue to report on my. I finding. would love that. I hope you do some episodes with Lindsay and Jolyn. Yeah, yeah, we because we didn't end up doing one for last season, and I think it's because we were all just like boo. Sure. So hopefully we'll we'll enjoy it a little bit more. Um, still watching Gilmore Girls. There are a thousand episodes per season. What season are you on? I think we're on three. Okay. It's taking a long. Three's the best season. Time. Yeah, it's so far pretty good. Okay. I did not know that that guy, uh, the the love interest for Rory, which one? The the dark haired Jess. one. Jess. Jess, that actor is from This Is Us. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because when This Is Us came on, everyone was like, "It's Jess." They he he looks like okay. I know that this show was like early two thousands, and This Is Us was like two late two thousand teens. Yeah, but he looks like. 40 years older in This Is yeah. Us. I'm yeah. like, no, you aged multiple decades in in these 10 years or so. Yes. So that's why I like didn't recognize him at all. And I looked this kid up because I was like, I was like, has he gone on to do anything? I, I just am constantly looking up everybody in the show. Yeah. And I was like, he was in This Is Us. I was like, oh, he's the dad? Yeah. Who died by Crock-Pot, remember? <laughs> Who died by Crock-Pot? I gave up after the first season, Me too. but I, I heard he died by Crock-Pot. I, I also heard he died by Crock-Pot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, Jess. So that's been fun. Uh, I started listening to a new podcast. <gasps> I never listen to new podcasts. I just listen to the same old ones. You just one. listen to ours. I just listen to ours. Uh, it is called If Books Could Kill. Ooh. It's by Michael Hobbs, who oh. used to do You're Wrong About. Does he not do it anymore? No, no, no. He left. He left. Um, Sarah Marshall still does it. And so she just has a different guest each week. That was like a pandemic podcast for me so it's a little triggering oh. now to listen to because i'm like what year is it interesting you know what it's still really good 
I'm and sure it is. She she did an episode um, last, I think, fall about who were the kids? Their plane went down in the Andes and they oh, ended cannibalizing. Yeah, that was so sad. Um, it's incredible. That podcast episode is so well done. They also did one on the Donner Party that was really that was good. also they yeah. did those they did those like within a few months of each other. Those are two of the best like podcast episodes I've ever heard. Yeah, so fascinating. At the Andes, the Donner Party one is like stone cold bummer. Oh, it's it's, it's tough. So it's a tough listen. Tough. The Andes one is also a bummer, but it has like a lot of hope and like. Okay, I actually saw a documentary about that at the International Film. Remember how at BYU they do uh, international films at the Swicket? Yeah. Yeah, so they did a documentary about them, and it was, like, a very touching documentary. Yeah, and the podcast episode, like, people died. It was horrific, but a lot of them also made it through, and, yeah. like, the way they made it through was, like, a very inspiring story. Yeah. And so, but the Donner Party one is just a bummer. <laughs> anyway, so if books could kill... Uh, Michael Hobbs and one other guy, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. And they take like famous books that like took over America for a little bit, but also were like kind of bad for America. <laughs> so like their episode. The Da Vinci Code? Uh, I, I wonder if they'll do that one. It's a pretty new podcast. Okay. Their episode this week is Hillbilly Elegy. Ugh. And it is so good. And they like, they kind of go through like, this is what the book is. This is how it came about. This is what it did to America. Yeah. This is why it's bad. Remember how much people but, love that book? I actually never read it. So I can't say, Ugh, I have no idea. Yeah, well, the movie was bad. Well, what what was interesting is, and I, I must have just like missed all the press on this book because the movie came out and I was like, I've never heard of this. But um, they talk about how this book, like liberal circles, loved this book, loved yes. it. Yeah, and they talk about why, and then now looking back, we're all like, oh, like why did liberals love this book? That's is it kind possible of we could be gross. wrong? Yeah, it was. it's really, the, the episode's really interesting. They did an episode on The Secret. Oh my gosh, I've I, never read The Secret. Have you read The Secret? No, but I watched the DVD, like, or the VHS tape in the 90s that like, I, I feel like I must be wrong about this because this seems very out of character of my mother, but I feel like my mom got her hands on the VHS and was like, we're going to watch this. Yeah. And I think it was like an Oprah recommendation because Oprah had this, like, did have the secret woman on her okay, show yeah, or sure, something. Sure, sure. And my mom was like, oh, this sounds kind of funky. And so I remember very vividly watching the VHS tape. And like, there's a story of like a gay guy who everybody's persecuting him, but then he like imagines or, or you know, wills a better life for himself Manifest. and yeah and all the people who are persecuting him like move away <laughs> like i remember that and being like there what was, there was a reductive headline uh this week that was like no kidding super successful woman believes in manifesting <laughs> oh my gosh um okay uh i think that's it what have you been watching um also gilmore girls rory i realized now, Rory Gilmore ruined my life. Um, oh, no. I, for decades, have deep within my subconscious been comparing my career to Rory Gilmore's career as okay. a writer and thinking that because I didn't go to Yale and because I wasn't editor of the Yale Daily News, I am a failure. Mm -hmm. Eli, it's a fictional character. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> We are watching the revival right now, the reboot, which is oh. so shockingly terrible. It is. It is so bad, Eli. Why but is you it bad? Have to watch it. I, no, I'm going to. I'm definitely going to. Um, it's Rory is talking a completely different voice. They all look, 
15 years older mm-hmm. in a very jarring way. So you, if you are binging the series and you go from the end of season seven right into the reboot, you're like, ah, like it's like, ah. Is it supposed to be no time has passed? No, time has passed. Okay. But like Rory's 32 and she's floundering and a terrible person, a terrible person. Oh, man. But anyway, she's like, I have a meeting with Condé Nast and I was published in the New Yorker. And I'm like, why am I not published in the New Yorker? Right. Why do I not have a meeting with Condé Nast? And I'm finally like, Meg, snap out of it. Rory Gilmore is not real. She's not real. She's not real. And also she sucks. You <laughs> have to let this go. It's been like very therapeutic for me. Okay, good. Um, so also you need to watch the reboot because you'll be so sad that Gilmore Girls is ending. But then you watch the reboot and you're like, good riddance interesting get out of my life okay how how long is the reboot it's uh, i think it's four hours and like each hour is a different season that's right okay okay i hate it so much eli i hate it so much can't wait um also okay safe space i will let's see i'm watching the golf show on netflix what full swing what eli it's good what is the golf show it's a show about the PGA Tour and all the golfers who play on the PGA Tour. And I grew up in a golf family. My dad's a golfer. Okay. My brother's a golfer. Steven uh, is a recreational golfer. Mm. And so I grew up watching golf and I was always like, Ugh, golf. Yeah, but if I was actually paying attention, I was like, this low-key rocks. Like, it's low-key high drama. <laughs> okay. And this really highlights that, like how dramatic golf actually is and how hard it is to win golf. Huh. And then it goes into like all their backstories and like, Tony Finau is our local golfer and he has like super sad story and he travels with his family to all the different championships and it's very sweet. I was crying by the end. Wow. The golf show is good. Okay. And there's also the thing where there's the live golf tournament Uh that is started by the Saudis, which was like bad. It's bad. But like Uh all these golfers are doing it because they're making a ton of money and the people still on the PGA tour are like, we would never. But then you can tell they're like kind of tempted to take the dirty Saudi money. Like it is it is good. Okay. I could I could try this. I think you'd like it because I turned it on because I was like, Ugh, there's not really anything to watch. And like episode one, phone was down. I was wrapped. <laughs> okay. It's good. Okay, good. Um, I think that's pretty much everything I want to mention. And then we watched 80 for Brady. Oh my goodness. It's, it, it, I will watch it again. Look, is this movie good? Yes. Is it perfect? Yes. yes, it is perfect. It's absolutely give me an ensemble with all these different uh cliche of women. The hot one, the nerdy one, the divorced one, the widow. I'm gonna watch that so many times. So many times. It's first wives club, it's book club, it's like all of these like MILFs who are just living their best lives. I am here for it. I wanted to live in this movie so bad. I want to hang out with Rita Moreno so bad. Oh, she's Loki, she's the best actor in oh, the movie. Oh, she blew them out of the water. Yeah. Jane Fonda looks incredible. Yeah. Give me that plastic surgeon's phone number because he does incredible work. It's outrageous. She's 85. Rita Moreno is like on another level acting-wise, though. Like they gave her all the best scenes because yeah. she is so funny. Um, there were there was one moment in this movie, at least one moment, and it's when we'll go through the plot because we simply must. We must. But it's when there's a dance scene out of nowhere where they have to perform a dance and there's there's a look on Sally Field's face for just a brief moment where I think she's like what am I doing? (laughs) 
why am I in this? You have to have that moment where you're like, what am I doing? Why am I in this? And then keep going. Like, respect like, to her. She kept going. It's I'm in it. <laughs> I did this movie. Oh, my gosh. It it's is, so good. I want a nine-part docuseries on how this movie even came to be. Because, like, I, I am baffled that this exists. I am, like, who is it for? How did they get these people involved in it? Two women wrote it. Love that. Love it. It was directed by Kyle Marvin, who... Oh, he did We Crashed. He did that. Um, he's done, like, some fine things. We The Climb. This movie simultaneously feels like it had no budget and a huge budget. No, it had zero dollars. <laughs> like, it had zero dollars. Like, there are parts where I'm like, the sound... Sounds like they're recording it on an iPhone. Yeah, and I think they just like snuck into the Super Bowl and filmed <laughs> yeah. somehow. Guy Fieri's in Guy it. Guy Fieri's in it. Patton Oswalt's in it. Andy Richter's in it. Harry Hamlin's in it. Tom Brady. Billy Porter's in it. Uh -huh. um, Treat Yourself from Parks and Rec is in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's it, it is it, the the script is. It, it the script is so bad that it is outrageously fun. I didn't even think it was that bad. It's pretty bad, Meg. And like a lot of the acting, like you can tell they did one take on a lot of it. Yeah. Where like <laughs> they kind of accidentally talk over each other or like start reacting to a line before the person like even said the line. And then they were just like, that's just that but we'll take it. But then they keep improving. Like there's a scene where Rita Moreno like drops the tickets and I don't think it was on purpose, but like Jane Fonda rolls with it. They're like, it. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. Okay. They're good. Plot of this movie. Please. Four women. They have a, a tradition. They get together to watch football every week. It all started because 16 years ago when, um, what's her name? Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin was having her last round of chemo and they couldn't figure out how to change the channel around. So they accidentally watched a football game and all fell in love with Tom Brady. Yeah, because he's so cute. Because he's so cute. So Least believable part of the movie, by the way, that they'd all fall in love with Tom Brady, a literal robot human <laughs> who doesn't eat strawberries, who can fall in love with a man who doesn't eat strawberries. They're obsessed with him, Meg. And the, it's so clear to me that these women are not actually football fans in real life because they don't know how to cheer for a game. So, like, it shows them watching a game and they the, their team wins and they all just sort of politely stand up and they're like, yay! They did it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, me watching football. It's like these women are trying their damnedest to act excited about football right the last now. Super Bowl, my family was ready to kill me because the only thing I knew how to say was go birds. So anytime <laughs> um, the, who is it? The Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles scored. I'd just be like, yeah, go birds! And they're like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Shut up. I'm obsessed. So, yeah, the, like you said, these women each fulfill, like, a certain role in the group. Jane Fonda's the hot one. Lily Tomlin is, like, the kooky one. They're, they're always those two roles with each other. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, Sally Field is, like, the science smart nerd. One. The smart one. And then um, Rita, uh, Moreno. Rita Moreno is the widow who's yeah. sad. Living in an amazing senior citizen home. I like, want to live there. That looked incredible. Incredible. All of them are hanging out watching The Bachelor in the common room. Yeah. Sign me up. How? What's the minimum? Can yeah. I go? Her life looks great. It looks amazing. So they these women decide that they're going to try to go to the Super Bowl to see Tom Brady play. And so... Oh, they enter a contest. Are they you getting enter to a, that? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And so... Uh, in order to get tickets, they enter a contest where they're supposed to call a radio show and like tell the best story. And so 
they they try this every which way and then lily tomlin uh get, gathers them all together and she's like surprise we won the ticket mm-hmm. with a gender reveal box with which i gen- thought was pretty pretty funny. funny she uses a gender reveal box because that was the only thing the store had so then they go to the super bowl and they're super excited about it and they all have like their own kind of life problems like they each have a problem that's going on in their life that they're all bringing to the super bowl yeah um and uh so they they drive to the super bowl they get there Long story short, through a series of shenanigans, uh, Sally Field, who is holding on to the tickets, enters a, a contest with Guy Fieri to eat. Spi- yes, this is all real. Yes. This is a real plot. Yes. Guy Fieri has a contest, uh, a spice eating contest. She enters it. She wins because she's so old that her mouth doesn't have feeling anymore, I yeah. guess is the punchline. It's really funny. But she accidentally leaves her fanny pack. Uh, which she calls a strap on throughout the movie on the stage. And that's what had their tickets. And so then it's like a wild goose chase for a while of them trying to track down these tickets. Are you going to skip over the party? Well, then they get to the party because where they're they looking don't for the, t- the tickets are gone until the so they party. get to the party. You're right. Okay. Tell me about the party. Okay. So Jane Fonda has hooked up with Harry Hamlin because he's a fan of her Gronk series. She writes a series of romance novels about Gronk, who plays on the Philadelphia, no, the, the Patriots. Sure. New England Patriots. Doesn't matter. Does not matter at all. Um, and so he invites her and her friends to this party, which is like a fancy pre-Super Bowl party. And uh, this random woman gives them all gummies, uh, which like... I'm sorry. It's always funny. It's always funny when like straight laced people get high in movies. Yeah. That is a plot device that works for me every, every time. time. Rita Moreno just chews this sequence up. Like it is so fun. So good. She wants to find a like sex dungeon, like an eyes wide shut, and she stumbles into a celebrity poker game. Mm-hmm. And is so high that she's clobbering everyone in this game. And for a minute, they all have Guy Fieri heads. <laughs> it's so funny. They got Guy Fieri to do a lot for I this love movie. It. I love it. Uh, everyone else, Lily Tomlin and Sally Field are running around trying to find tickets. They find Jane Fonda making out with Harry Hamlin in the broom closet. Harry Hamlin, by the way, is Lisa Rinna's husband. Who? So he's on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hill a lot, oh. but she just left, so we're not going to see him on there anymore. Too bad. I know, because he was always a delight. He makes good spaghetti. Okay. Um, so they're like, we got to find the tickets. Uh, and Rita Moreno thought she would have enough money to buy tickets because she was winning so much in poker, but then they're like, it's a celebrity charity game. Who do you want to donate the money to? Got and donated. she's like, give it to Billy Porter's charity. Yeah. So they're like, rah, rah. Yeah. Now what? No money. No money. No, no you don't. The ne- so the next day, they like try to talk to a scalper, but he wants like $10,000 for tickets and she won't pay more than 500 so it's kind of a they're they're having a hard time figuring out the ticket situation. And then they run. Oh, no. Then they find their ticket somehow. Which, because Sally Field finds the food truck and she finds, finds Guy Fieri and she's like, where's my strap on? And he's like, oh, you mean your fanny pack? Yeah. And then he so, does a good job. So she get he does. So she gets that she gets the tickets back. They're all excited. They go to to use the tickets and they find out these were fake tickets. And Lily Tomlin got scammed. Oh. And, and which is so sad because she bought them because she was like, I might be dying because the hospital keeps calling with my test results. And she's like, I'm just going to sell my car. Yeah. So she's assuming that, like, she's not long for this world. Yeah. And so and meanwhile, Sally Field is having like some issues with her husband who like is overly needy. And and uh, Rita Marino is like really missing her uh 
dead husband, which is very sad, actually. Very sad. But there's a very cute man in the senior who home. who wants her. Yeah. Yeah. And then and Jane Fonda is like flighty and she's like feels bad about the fact that she keeps getting into relationships that don't work and whatever. So they're all like kind of dealing with all yeah. this. Well, so when they find out that their tickets were scam tickets, they're like, what do we do? So then they run into this guy who is uh, doing the halftime show. Billy Porter. Billy Porter. That's Billy Porter. Yeah. I don't recognize anybody. So they run into Billy Porter, whom they had become friends with at the night before at the party. And they're like, can you help us get in? And he's like, yeah, follow me. But the security stopped the women and they're like, you can't get in without a badge. And he's like, they're my dancers for the halftime show. <laughs> and security, this, if you can believe it, what I'm about to describe is only the second most ridiculous <laughs> point of this movie. <laughs> The, the security is like, if they're really your dancers, then they better prove it. And then they're like, hit it. And they turn on music and there's a whole dance. I loved it so much, Eli. I loved it so much. <laughs> this is the part where Sally Field, I see her being like, I have an Oscar. <laughs> I was in Lincoln. I was in Lincoln. I was Norma Ray. I have an Emmy. I've almost got it. <laughs> Here I am. Honestly, give her all four of those awards for I this performance. Jane Fonda has two Oscars, but I think Jane Fonda, for like at least the last 15 years, has been like, I'm going to do whatever yeah, I want. And, good and, for her. and I think Lily Tomlin is the same way. She's like, I'm only doing projects that bring me joy. I don't care what anybody thinks yeah. about it. Uh, Rita Moreno, I don't know very much about. So she's probably just like, sure, if you guys are doing it. But Sally Field was the one in the movie that like I repeatedly was like, I think Sally Field is not sure that she should well, have done this. That's the one in all the promos where I was like, oh, okay, Sally Field? <laughs> that's what she's doing now. And now I'm like, I'm so happy for you, girl. Live your best life. Well, and it's so funny because throughout the movie, the, the women keep saying like, well, we're all over 80. And Sally Field repeatedly in the movie is like, I'm in my 70s. I'm 75. Yeah. It's like, I feel like she insisted yes. on that being there. Like, okay, I'll do this. But like, I'm also not in my 80s. And can we at okay, least think? They all look so, so good. good. They all look so, so good. So good. I'm like, is 80 the new 60? It, I mean, these are. I know they're Hollywood stars, yeah. but like. And one of them has had. then. One of them has had extensive ongoing work. But her skin. Looks so good. How is she, Like, I don't know what procedure she, you can get to make your skin look that good. I saw. I watched that documentary a few years ago. I think it was called um, Jane Fonda in three part in three acts or something. Yeah. And she talks about this and it's very good. And she's like, look, I do have good genes. Uh, she's like, I, I just do. Yeah, well, I mean, her parents, she's an Epo baby. Yeah, and she, yeah, she's like, but obviously I've also had a lot of work done. And she's like, and a lot of that is motivated by insecurity. And she's like, I'm not going to lie about that. And it's like not something that I'm super happy about. Yeah. And so it was really interesting and like self-reflective. But anyway, so they do this dance sequence and the security guards are like, well, we don't believe that you're really the backup dancers, but that was so good. We're going to let you that. in. And the, the security guard is so good. I assume it's a cameo. I didn't recognize him, but he was like, can you believe how good they were? It was so yeah, funny. That guy's not an actor, whoever no, he I is. No, I think he is. I think he's a comedian. Really? Yes. And it was so huh. funny. Interesting. So they get in. Um, and they're like cheering and whatever, and they get on the jumbotron. And one of the other security guys who had like found their, who had like torn up their scam tickets, is like, "How did they get in?" So he goes to find them to kick them out. Just as they run into what? Harry Hamlin. Name? Yeah, and he's like, "Come on, I have box seats." So then they end up in box seats, and so now they're like hobnobbing with like the rich in these box seats and having a great time. Except 
Patriots are losing. The Patriots are losing by a lot. Yeah, it's Maddie. very sad. And so then the most ridiculous thing of this movie happened. You mean inspirational. Meg, I was screaming. I was laughing so hard. They break into the coach's room where they're like dictating the plays to the players. And they take the mics from them. And Lily Tomlin um, starts yelling for Tom Brady and he can hear it in his little microphone. So he, he like listens. Before we get there, mm -hmm. throughout this movie... Lily Tomlin has been having conversations with Tom Brady on signage. Anywhere there's yeah. a sign, Lily Tomlin is having a conversation with him. Okay? And he talks back yes. through so the signs. At this point in the movie, she says, I'm up here, I'm up here. And he's looking up at her. And it's a reversal. Yeah. And he's listening to her now. Yeah. And so he looks up at her and she gives him this long inspirational speech about how he needs to like pull his team together. Meanwhile, Sally Field is like using her MIT applied mathematics yeah. degree to call career, plays to figure out how to win this game. And so the the women take over and the coaches are like, they seem to know what they're doing. And they just back off and let the women start calling all the plays. Yes. And thanks to their efforts, there's a huge comeback, and they win the Super the Bowl. The Pats win the Super Bowl thanks to Lily Tomlin. And so they're, they're all, like, excited, and then uh, the security guard finally finds him. He's like, are you the ladies who broke into the coach's box? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, come with me. And they're all like, oh, no. That's Ron no. Funkes, by the way, who's who? very funny on Twitter. Ron Funkes. Okay. And they're like, oh, I've seen him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And they're like, oh, no, we're in trouble. And they follow him down the hall and he opens a door and lets him into the locker room where the team is celebrating. And Lily Tomlin goes and sits down and has the most awkward conversation you could ever possibly imagine with Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is not a human being. <laughs> Tom Brady so is a stilted. robot with like a kind of human face attached, but not quite. It's so stupid. It's like if AI created yeah. a football player, yeah. that's what Tom Brady looks like. And then we flash forward three years and the women... Wait, did you cry at that point? Because I yes, did. I cried I did. when they I entered the locker room. I... Oh, no, 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 no. I... I did. I oh yes, I got emotional when they entered the locker room. But then everything that happened in the locker room was so ridiculous. I immediately was thinking, yeah. But Jane Fonda meeting Gronk was pretty fun. I legitimately cried when they flash forward three years, and they show all of the women without Lily Tomlin. And you're like, oh no. And they're in the kitchen getting ready for to watch their football game, and they all seem a little bit somber. And Lily Tomlin's daughter is there yeah. to watch the game with them. You thought it was going to be the family stone. Yeah. The end of family That's stone. That's exactly. And I was crime. like, oh, this is legitimately sad. These women lost Lily Tomlin. Like, they're all best friends. Yeah. And like, that's so sad. They go sit down and they're like, we need to toast the person who brought us all together. And then they're like, Lily Tomlin, where are you? The game's about to start. And she, comes by the way, in. they have names. We just have no idea what <laughs> no, they no. are. And she comes in with the chips and she's like, Sorry, I was getting the chips. <laughs> and then she's not done. It was a fake out. It was a fake out. They're all alive. And she's totally healthy. <sighs> it was nothing to worry about. Of course. And that's the movie. Well, no, that's not the movie. They end up on a beach with Tom Brady at the end. How could you forget? Wait, did I stop it early? Oh my god. Wait, 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 Final wait. scene. They're in Tampa Bay because that's where Tom Brady uh -huh. played. And so they go to visit him and they're all sitting on a beach together. I stopped the wow, movie wow, early. Wow, 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 wow. I'm going to go finish you it when I get to. home. You need to. Important to note, Tom Brady is a producer on this film. Oh, it, this movie... Could you imagine how embarrassing it would be to produce something like this about yourself? Um, no, I cannot. 
It, I have. It's worship of it Tom Brady. Worship. It is worship. I have one note. Okay. Should have had Lady Gaga in it. I know, because she was apparently the halftime performer. And when they said that, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, no Lady Gaga. And the football game, I am not going to lie to you. I started fast forwarding a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. It was like long play. Because well, it's a real football game. Yeah. So. Oh, that was a real football yeah. game, I I assumed. But I wasn't sure if they somehow Um, to... I do think they filmed during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think they must have had permission somehow. I don't know, but it looked like the Super Bowl. And they're like, Tom Brady, we're going to need like 15 minutes of your time after the game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But so they filmed during the Super Bowl just hoping that they would win for the plot. Maybe it was probably a later Super Bowl. Oh. But and then like all the actual player stuff was filmed after. That's my guess. Okay, whatever. Perfect movie. Perfect movie. 10 out of 10, 50 10 out thumbs of 10. up. I will 1,000% watch this again. And listen to this, okay? Mm -hmm. Last night I was like, okay, I need to watch 80 for Brady. Steven, you can watch it with me or I'll watch it alone tomorrow. And he was like, you watch it alone tomorrow. I was watching it while I was getting some work done today. Steven walks in. He watches the scene and he was like, I need to sincerely apologize to you. I would have watched you this with you last night if I had known how good it would be. Meg, I had a similar but but more tragic story in my marriage about this. What? Last night I told Skylar, I said, I have to watch 80 for Brady. And he was like, oh, let's let's take your grandma and go. And then this morning I was like, oh, I can't because we're recording about this today. So I watched this morning and Skylar came home. Um, from the gym as I was finishing it and was legitimately like hurt that I watched you 80 for Brady. Go. I was like, no, we can still take grandma. And he was like, yeah, but I just really wanted to see it with you for the first time. I was, I felt very bad. I was like, I really underestimated your interest in 80 for Brady. <laughs> I mean, it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, can't wait for the Oscars campaign. Give them everything. Could you imagine if this swept the Oscars? I <laughs> It would be so happy. It would be so happy. Um, when we were in Sun Valley, like the average age of patron at Sun Valley is like 55. Okay. There was one movie theater. It was playing one movie. It was 80 for Brady. The latest showtime was 6 p.m. Yep. Perfect. I love that. We so never much. made it because we had plans every uh -huh. day, you know, prior to 6 p.m. But yeah. I was like, oh, I got to be 80 <laughs> for Brady. And then I finally got the chance and I'm just so happy. And I do regret not canceling my plans and going in Sun Valley because I think it would have been really fun is in the this, theater. Is this doing well? I don't think so. I mean, it's the reviews are atrocious. The Rotten Tomato score is like 60 percent. Yeah. IMDb gave it like 5.9 out of 10. Yeah. It's just kind of. Uh, but um, I'm wondering, are people going to see this? I just have I mean, obviously, you, uh, the highest recommendations from the Hive Mind crew. Which is all that matters. Yeah. 84. Okay, did you listen to The Daily today? Mm. With their film critic who's like, I'm mm -mm. quitting movies because it's only Marvel now. And I'm like, sir, did you see any movies last year? Yeah. If 80 for Brady can get made, like, I don't think we're we're done. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not seeing any box office information, but I don't think it's doing great. But I don't think it's bombing. Mm. What is box office? By the way, oh, I have to have IMDb Pro. Your what is your favorite Sally Field movie or TV show? Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. What about you? I loved her in Lincoln a lot. It's she a movie. Was good. It's a movie I never want to watch again because it's so long. But she's really good in that. I love Mrs. Doubtfire. Norma Ray's pretty good. Mm -hmm. The slog. Um, um, do you remember her on ER? 
she won an Emmy as a guest appearance. She, she had an arc where she played the mother of one of the doctors or nurses, I can't remember, and she has, uh, she's bipolar. Like, oh. And has like manic episodes in the hospital. She's so she's, good in I it. I mean, oh, wait, I forgot Steel Magnolias. Oh, she's so good in that too. Okay, so it's made 39 million. I wonder how much they made it for. Hmm. I feel like that's not awful. 39 million. That movie could not have cost production budget 28 million. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's turned so a it profit. Made money. And it's and still early. Is it? It's been out a while. It's still in theaters, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, it's still making money. Made $4 million opening weekend. I mean, look. I'm all for it. It's a let's, good time. Put 80-year-old women in everything. It's family fun. It's got sports. It's got old ladies. It's got comedy. It's got sex appeal. It's got Gronk. Yeah. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, I think my grandma would like this. They do say the F word. They do? Yeah, Tom Brady says, let's effing go after his speech from oh, Tomlin. I, I started fast forwarding because so the warn speech your was parents. so long. Warn your parents. There's one F word in it. Yeah. Okay. I shall warn my parents. What are we doing next week? Um, It's kind of weird right now. It's a weird time You know what here. we should do? We should go back and do an old movie again. Okay. We haven't done what, we haven't done like a good 90s flick for a while. Okay, we'll come up with one and then we're also going to do the Patreon we're both dreading. Tom Jones. Yep. <laughs> Okay. We really hate we really hate doing the bonus episodes. <laughs> when they're boring. We could skip another decade. <laughs> no, sound of music is coming up. We could just do the ones we like. We'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.